In the far future, faster-than-light travel is possible via portals called stiffworks. Human and alien civilizations travel this way for millennia. Trade, war, and technology proliferate. Countless societies rise, thrive, fall, and vanish. Eventually, almost everyone forgets the secrets of the stiffworks. Almost. 300 years ago, the worshipful company of Stillfleeters is formed on Spindle, a space station of unknown origin. They send fleeters into the void using stiffworks in search of profit. It is 100 million years in the future. Welcome to Float City. Previously on Float City, the crew arrives on Kakudun by way of the Snake Man Mall planet, Narcosa. They crash land on the sunny beaches of the Big Drink Wrangler's Sea Village, the harvest site for a valuable aquatic crop known as Red Plant, which Oat pilfers handfuls of. Mercus brings an old conveyance, a vehicle called the Ambulier, back from the rusty brink, while the rest of the crew meets the locals and experiments with various substances. Remy becomes addicted to the synthetic stimulant, Gunch. The team are told to head southeast to Nolaster, a city with a company embassy in the Jash, a large centrally located swamp. En route, Beta participates in a so-called festival known as the Quartering. After a number of trials, she's told an oracle, the Zayner, will visit her twice to foretell her romantic future. Meanwhile, the team warms up local tavern lunch, where they learn about the apparent political difficulties plaguing Kakudun, involving, it seems, pirates and an inhospitable region in the southwest. They're warned, no laster is a dangerous place. We join the crew now after an all-night celebratory bender at lunch, as they wind down and prepare to crash in the upstairs loft of one Tyson a small, mouse-like man Venus befriended while talking to his broom. Remy has gotten extremely hammered, uh, drunk enough that he's decided that he's going to try and get off Gunch. Wow. Congratulations. He's decided to make a big life change. <laughs> Your 24 <laughs> hours on Gunch were just too intense. <laughs> I think he's he's just like, you know, I know he's he's not stoked by the negative reactions. He was just like, you know, it's just a, it's just like a, a, a mind drug to help you to help you do things better and make you feel a little better. Uh, but people have been lo- have been making him feel weird about it. Like ever, he you know he keeps asking like, oh, can I can I do some gunch in here? And people are like, what are you talking about? That's illegal. So I think he's he's trying to he's he's decided he's drunk enough that he just decided right. to try and kick it. Meanwhile, like other people at the bar are smoking giant spliffs of deep weed. Ugh, gunch head, huh? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. I'm I'm, t- I'm I'm getting off the stuff. I'm getting uh, off. What are the accommodations that you stay in like? Uh, instead of going upstairs, Mergus is just uh, sauntering to t- toward the tree in the backyard because you mentioned there was a tree. Yeah, there's like somewhere. yeah, there's like a little walled garden kind of thing in the backyard. It's very nice. That is the closest to his room blob back on spin, and so um, he climbs up to a branch, and instead of sleeping in line with the branch because he's so you know intoxicated, he sleeps perpendicular to it mm-hmm. with his. Head and feet like hanging over. Draped draped like a blanket over draped, the draped like a blanket. So Merc is just sleeping outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Remy's gonna probably he's gonna see if he can get an invitation to go where Venus is going. 
Uh, the little mouse man is named Tyson, and he invites us. I expect this place to be very small, but it's actually huge. It's giant. <laughs> it's a giant. He's got like a floor uh, through apartment above lunch. Hey, mouse. Yeah, it's yeah. just a it's huge, a loft. gorgeous loft space. It looks like a kind of like one of the Overwatch ships <laughs> starting areas. All right, interesting. <laughs> and he's got great sleeping arrangements for both of us, or all of us. I don't know who else is staying. Beta is so busy riding down that she doesn't notice both of you go upstairs. And she looks around and notices that no one else is down there. Peeks outside, kind of can see Mercus, uh, and then uh, pops into <laughs> Remy's head. <laughs> what? Remy? What? What the? What the fuck? <laughs> trying to sleep? Was what? What do you want? Where? Where do you? Oh, uh, we're just go? upstairs. Do you have O with you? I I don't know. I don't care. Frankly, I don't care where O is. O, he's fine. He's always fine. Um, I'm with Venus. We, he's got a mouse friend. The mouse man what? has a surprisingly <laughs> large. Are you on no, I'm just drunk. There's no more gunch in my. There's no more gunch in my future. It's just. It's not. There's no gunch. Oh, then what's this? And Oat comes around the corner, and he's got a sack of gunch in his hand. <laughs> the devil himself. And the sack has Remy's written on it. <laughs> I think Remy's going to make an attack roll on the sack. Oh. <laughs> I found this behind the pit latrine where you said you threw all your gunch in the hole. But then I found the sack. Perhaps somebody was saving a little gunch for later. Now, look, my friend, I'm not forcing you to give up this stuff, but, you know... I think as I, an ally, I think you're trying. I think you're trying to tempt me. Uh, and Remy no. holds out his hand and uh, uses charge on the bag. Oh. I mean, I'm just going to give it to you. Yeah, if <laughs> you like, want to do it, yeah, you successfully yeah. charge the yeah, bag of he, gunch. He's, he's got. He's got like a. He has like a. I don't know. His hands are like inexplicably, like like they have like some like rubs his hands together and shoots out a ball of whatever the fuck was on there to explode the bag of gunch. Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, more. I'm done. I'm going to sleep. Leave me alone. And uh, Remy goes and passes out on the nearest flat surface. Uh, Beta, you, uh, you hear all of this transpire uh, through your ether speak ability. You might have even heard the explosion of the bag of gunch in two different planes. One inside <laughs> your brain and second just above you in the room that you're in. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And she hears the explosion and she follows and finds the staircase and heads up. Yeah, you open a door, there's a flaming bag of gunch and oat looking somewhat exasperated and Remy asleep on, <laughs> I assume, the floor. <laughs> I think it's probably he's probably on like a bench. Like, you know, because I, I bet I bet I think Tyson has like one of those tables that has like um like like outside benches sure. for seating <laughs> for guests. I don't know. Thinking like restoration hardware, but less comfortable. Uh, all right. So you guys spend the night uh, either in a tree behind lunch or on its second floor in the quarters provided by Tyson. Um, in the morning, you wake up bright and early and get back on the road, I assume. Yeah. Remy's nursing a gigantic hangover. Uh, and I think he notices like like there's there's probably soot everywhere where the bag exploded. And he's like, he talks to Tyson. He's like, hey, man, I'm not sure what happened last night, but I feel resolved. Thank you for letting me stay. Nick, do you want to be Tyson? <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm just glad that you moved on and you've had quite a future ahead of you. It's really nice for you to be taking such a big step and I feel honored to be a part of it. Please come back and see us in a chat. Thanks. Thanks, Tyson. Uh, I need some water. You got any water? Uh, Tyson. <laughs> is, it a, is, it a, is it appropriately sized? Tyson is, it appropriately Tyson sized is embarrassed water? by the size of water that he's putting <laughs> <laughs> But he does point over where there's some guest water uh, glasses and a guest pitcher. Uh, 
Uh, Remy just drinks the whole pitcher and says, thanks, Tyson. Uh, Mercus is slowly hunched over and making his way to the ambulier and kind of flops into the driver's seat backwards. Okay, that was enough. Oh, boy. And he's just, is everybody here yet? Yes, I believe we're all spoken and accounted for. Present. Oh, sorry. I, I have an overhang. Oh, you too. Hey, buddy. High five. Uh, what does it mean when you have an overhang? Well, I feel bad for a little while. I usually feel better pretty quickly because of these fucking nanites, man. But it's pretty bad right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling not oh, good. This is very specific to my people. And uh, Mercus sits up straight in the seat and you can hear all of his vertebra crack into place. Because <laughs> <laughs> an overhang is when he sleeps wrong on the branch. <laughs> Whoa, Mercus, it sounds like somebody stepped on a water bottle. I feel like you got that's uh, you're doing something else. Oh, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, this, I, I'm you know, I, mine is just in my head. I feel really oof. okay, Remy. Can you push the button? Beta, are you remaining on the roof of the car just so that I know? Beta is remaining on the roof of the car, and she, uh, while everyone else is you know feeling a little hungover or overhanged, um, she is very she didn't sleep much but very clear eyed very like running on adrenaline she is looking out for any sign that she might be getting her visit uh, the ambler wants to know whether or not you want to continue your previous journey the navigation system clicks on when Remy starts the battery uh, the and the engine do you want to continue your journey to uh, company embassy no laster the jash kakudun do you confirm yes yeah Remy's too too tired to do anything else <laughs> uh, yeah. does remy have to take yeah. a, a penalty for a few days while he's getting off gunch yeah i gotta i gotta roll for oh, it okay. I think. if you become addicted you must use gunch every day or suffer 20 minus d will grit damage per day <laughs> let's go after six days <laughs> um after six days so, so sober you will suffer d6 health damage as well uh this withdrawal period ends after 25 minus d will days so you already did your 25 minus d will which was 23 uh so so the withdrawal period will end in 23 days holy shit <laughs> uh which is quite a while from now <laughs> you you suffer 20 minus d will grit damage per day 18 grit damage <laughs> <laughs> You might, sir, find out that it becomes, it would behoove you to take up Get the, the gunch. Yeah, yeah, to get back yeah. on that gunch train. Get that yeah. gunch in your lunch. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. Uh, huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you feel like absolute ass. <laughs> yeah, Remy has, uh, I guess, I, how much grit did we recover? Do we have to roll pool? Uh, yeah, roll, yeah, roll your pool. Yeah, you feel the way the road in the bone snatch looked. Yeah, you guys, you guys got gunch. <laughs> you blew up your gunch last night before bed. Do you remember? Yeah, vague. Not really, but it's okay. I mean, I feel fine about that. It's bad. You don't stuff. look like you feel fine about anything. Well, hey, does anyone have some gunch? <laughs> no, I just told you you blew up the last gunch. None of us do gunch. Beta, beta, beta. I know you guys some. Beta, I know you guys. I, I mean, you, you took oh, all okay. my gunch. Well, I guess I'll just suffer. <laughs> Mercus is looking uh, back and seeing how far they are from town. It's like, oh, I think it's a little far to turn back now. Sorry, Remy. No, it's, I'll be fine. It's, it's, you know, the worst is past. I feel terrible. Uh, so bad that I don't think I can, you know, do anything really. But, you know, it'll be fine. No one's going to attack us or anything, right? Like, 
Going cold turkey is real dangerous, man. Yeah, I mean, how do you taper it, though? You taper. <laughs> you take progressively less over an amount of time. Who's talking? I don't think I don't I don't think that's a game mechanic. The universe. wind the wind blows through the <laughs> It's in the name. <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty self-explanatory. As this conversation is progressing uh, outside the windows of the Ambler, you see the very manicured fields, wildflower fields of Zenthra Pass, uh, these very nice rolling hills, and uh, the town retreats into the distance behind you. Um, after you've gone for, I don't know, maybe another like 20 to 30 minutes, uh, you start to see approaching on the horizon another one of those iridescent, uh, kind of like gridded, transparent walls uh, that you passed through when you arrived. Uh, you talked to the guard at the White stone hut in the road. There is another hut, another guard in the same like nice fancy looking uniform. I think we said that he was wearing like a tall kind of pillbox hat, um, sort of like a fez, but not. He steps out of this white uh, structure, uh, does the same thing, uh, sort of puts his hand up a little bit. You can see he's got a clank rifle on him like all the checkpoint guards around here do. Uh, do, you guys, uh, do you guys pause and... Uh, let him come and talk to you. Yeah, Mercus slows down, but uh, actually stops where he is instead of making him walk over this time. <laughs> okay, very nice of you. He uh, he walks over and he bends down in uh, in front of the uh, in front of the driver's side window and he looks at Mercus and uh, he gets a gets a, a smile on his face and he says, "Hard night partying, huh?" <laughs> Good morning, and yes. You kids uh, leaving after the quartering? Yes, we had a great time. An incredible festival, Beta says from he, the roof. He looks up and he says, all right, good. sounds like you learned something. You all are, just so you know, on the border of the Jash. Uh, you're about to head into the swamp. Know where you're headed? Oh, yes. Official company business in No Laster. Great. Just so you know, the Jash is uh, largely unregulated on this side. You probably won't hit another checkpoint until you get to the city limits. And once you get there, you're going to see the Nolastrian guard. Uh, I'm assuming that y'all aren't from around here. Things being what they are, they've really stepped up security in the last couple weeks. So uh, just uh, when you get there, be careful. Don't tell them any fibs. They're liable to treat you fairly, but uh, they're still going to be pretty firm. Oh, Okay. Thanks for the advice. Yeah. Uh, you kids aren't heading to uh, the southeast or anything, right? Oh, no, not south. Not south. Okay, great. You be on your way then. Travel safe. Don't cause any trouble. Thank you very much. And uh, Mercus just uh, pushes the joysticks forward. You are on your way. Uh, so after you go through this wall, the manicured, uh, gently rolling hills and um, wildflowers of Zenthra continue for another couple hundred yards. But uh, as you go and go, it starts to get uh, more wild and less kept. Uh, you get more like very tall grasses. Uh, you start to see bits of rock and you start to see on the sides of the road these small like bodies of water. Some of them are like glorified puddles. Some of them are small ponds uh, and they become more and more frequent as you head further into the swamp. The air gets humid and kind of heavy. It smells very mossy and damp. You start to see these large trees with moss growing on the side of them and all of these very dramatic vines. As the road surface gets looser and looser, 
the ambler changes from its tri wheels back to its spider legs. They flip out at one point and it starts to delicately amble along along the road. Uh, and then when it gets really swampy, the road is no longer a road. Uh, it stops being a flat, continuous surface and becomes a set of what are effectively train tracks, uh, that there is a little bit of a fade, uh, like in the path that you're on, the rocks break up and get loose and descend into a body of water, and what takes their place is a parallel metal track. And uh, you can hear the ambler knows this is coming, uh, senses it, there's more whirring as the spider legs retract, and you can't see it, uh, but from, yeah, on the underneath, uh, these uh, small metal-on-metal track wheels deploy uh, as it puts you on this track that takes you through the swamp. And the uh, navigation computer says you have about 30 minutes left to go uh, until you hit the uh, the edge of the city. Is it smooth, the, the ride on the yeah, rails? Yeah, um, the rails, it's actually for you, occasionally somewhat like a roller coaster. The landscape here is, is really weird. It goes from flat, marshy land to occasionally these, like, sort of hills that come out of the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, like just one mound of land that for some reason is uh, in the center of this wide open marshy landscape that the tracks actually go up and then down. So there are these little exciting moments where uh, the ambler is able to uh, like get enough speed to, the, to scramble up these hills and then it cuts the engine on the way back down. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, it's very, very smooth. It's not rocky or anything. Yeah, Mercus turns around in his seat because he doesn't really have to steer right now because it's on tracks. Something I've read about. This is really, really, really interesting. Really, really interesting. Turns around in his seat, uh, turns, uh, yells out to Beta. What was it like in there when you left? We saw you. Sorry, can't it? Oh, I see it. I see. Okay, nope, that's not, that's another tree. Okay, sorry, what'd you say? Beta, you ate that metal house. And then you did, You had to go somewhere. Yes. What was it like in there? Oh, I can't even begin to comprehend what it was like. I think once I finish my report, I'll be able to tell you. <gasps> there it is. Nope. Nope. That is another treat. I think Remy's just staring straight ahead, trying not to, like, vomit. Yeah, Remy, the roller coaster nature of uh, the landscape occasionally is, uh, it's not fun. This is, wow. Woof. Ah. Hangover's gone, but... Wow, I feel bad. Never gonna try and kick Gunch again. It was a mistake. Uh, Venus is just writing a nice handwritten thank you note to Tyson. <laughs> Love it. Great. Aww. Oat has his head hanging out the side of the ambler, like with his tongue out like a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, the this air feels tank. great. I know, I know it looks weird, but do it. Try it. Venus tries it. Rem- Remy tries Marcus it too. Marcus tries it. <laughs> It's great. Oat is not kidding. This is very fun. Uh, I mean, Beta, you have been having this experience the entire time, so you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The uh, the uh, the air is really humid, but it is it has like vegetal notes. Like the air has a taste because of the location that you're in, and uh, you know if you do it for long enough, you actually even start to collect uh, some moisture on the surface of your skin because uh, it's so humid. Mergus is at home. He's just like full on like inhaling and exhaling. Hailing and just like at uh, equilibrium with the moisture in the air.
Hey friends, it's Shannon, aka Beta Combat on the podcast. Has this ever happened to you? You're sitting in your room listening to this podcast, Float City, and you're thinking, wow, I love this podcast, but I wish there was more. Well, friends, guess what? There is more. There's so much more over on our Patreon. I know what you're thinking. What is Patreon? Well, Patreon, <laughs> what is Patreon? I'm not going to explain what Patreon is, but by signing up for our Patreon, you get access to so many extra bonus things related to our show. What are those bonus things? Well, you get access to character sheets. You get cut tape. Uh, We have a whole nother podcast where we talk about this show that you're listening to right now, as well as the state of the world and lots of other things. You get access to live streams. We have a discord where we're all chatting and talking about stuff. Doesn't this sound great? Yes, of course it does. So go on over to Patreon dot com forward slash fun city ventures and support the show won't you and get access to that extra goodies stuff that's patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures goodbye Uh, so you go for a little while, and um, it's uh, it's getting dark. You've been in the car for a couple hours, and uh, the sun is starting to set. Uh, it's like right at the the sort of that just before the golden hour. You know, um, you get further and further into the jash, into this unmanaged territory, and you actually start to see uh, little exits on the track that you're on. Um, and there are some signs that point towards cities, presumably towns, villages, you don't really know. You don't know the names of, um, but it seems like there are other destinations. And there are occasional signs for uh, pull-offs to Fex trading posts. Um, I think you guys would know the Fex by reputation. Uh, you you fought one very briefly. Uh, but for the most part, um, yeah, they're considered one of the few indigenous sapients uh, to Kakudun. Uh, they're considered pretty clever. Uh, they are not technology users, really, uh, but they are famous for their machinery and kind of making use of what you would consider modern technology um, and kind of like hacking it together and making strange assemblages of things um, and uh, selling them at their trading posts. You would also probably know at this point that there's like a little bit of tension between the Fex and the various provincial sapiens that are on this planet. So like, you know, they get along with the company, but it's kind of tense. They get along with the Molrooks who are the other indigenous sapient, but like it's kind of tense. Um, but the Jash is theirs. The swamp is where they live. So as you're going through the swamp, you actually see a little pull-offs for Fex trading posts um, that, you know, the ambler will ask every once in a while, like, hey, do you want to do you want to exit? Just jiggle the handle. And uh, yeah, if you want to do that, uh, they might trade with you. Uh, you. Also feel free to skip it and not. And Mercus mm-hmm. is like kind of like a dad reading every single sign that passes by. There's <laughs> 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 another trading post. Uh, Remy? Uh, is there anything that you need to get at a place? I don't know if they'll have the stuff that you need. <sighs> yeah, we should ask. Let, let's want, ask. Oh, you want yeah, me to go? Up. You want me to go? Yeah, stop the car. Oh, stop the, oh, yeah, are stop. you sure? Are you sure? This is very, very sure. different from very what you sure. said last night. Look, I am hurting and there is no end in sight. Yay, and Mercus jiggles the joystick to take the off ramp. 
Uh, yeah, the Ambler changes its route and takes you on, on the off-ramp to the Fex trading post. After a few minutes, you make a turn through these wide grasses, um, and you see a small collection of these like little, low, squat buildings that uh, are like placed on a kind of platform. Like There's a deck of some kind uh, that has been built uh, on the surface of, uh, of the swamp. It's pretty small. People don't really live here, uh, but this is clearly a a trading post um, and the rails take you along to the side of it uh, and where you can get out and there's like a, a plank boardwalk that you can get out uh, get out on and walk across to the center of this outcropping of buildings where there's just like a little bazaar like a little marketplace kind of thing with a few tables set up there's not much here but there's some stuff for you to look at you see like one or two fecks kind of just walking around so you guys get out of the ambler and walk to the walk to the little market thing yeah yeah Remy's leading the way nice uh, yeah, as you walk, like the planks are, you can tell it's very old. This has been here for a long time. The wood is really dried, like dark gray, unsealed wood. It like creaks and groans as you step on it. In some places, it even kind of sways a little bit. Uh, but you're in this otherwise really pleasant canopy of the swamp. It's very quiet. You, you can't hear anything else. There's no co- methods of conveyance. There's no cars rolling by on any of the rails that are within earshot. When you get to the little marketplace, there's a couple facts that are talking inside one of those small buildings it looks like they're like eating lunch or having drinks the marketplace tables are unattended like there's no one obviously here selling things um but uh you know probably one of one of them that's hanging out in one of those houses would help you but you feel free to look uh sort of uh, unperturbed there's three tables that have things on them um one of them uh, there's a neat pyramid of those big red apple berries that you saw hanging from trees uh, when you were passing through the Molnog. on another table there are this there's like this laid out grid of what looks like loaves of bread uh, these rectangular loaves of bread that seems like they have images baked into them like there are these weird swirly kind of impressionistic imagery of some kind uh, baked into the top of this bread Uh, and on a third table there are like a few pieces of cobbled together hacked technology uh, that if you get closer to i can describe what it looks like yeah, Remy gets closer. They all look, when you get closer, they all look very cobbled together. They all are held together with twine and string and whatever the 100 million years in the future version of gaffer's <laughs> tape is. Yes. Uh, they Like the, you know, the weld marks <laughs> on them are really rough. Uh, there's like, you can see glue seams and there's, uh, there's three things and they're just kind of like piled in there unceremoniously. Uh, the first thing you see is... Uh, sort of looks like a, a, a pistol handle that has been set into what looks like a rubber ball. And uh, the rubber ball has a reflective plus sign on the far end of it. So on the opposite side of the pistol handle, there's a, a reflective plus sign. Next to it is like a short metal cylinder. It's maybe about, about seven inches long. And it is glowing from the inside, but it's like glowing gray uh which like before this moment you maybe didn't know that things could glow gray but it's kind of like it's sucking the color out of just a a little bit of area on the outside of one end of the nozzle and on the other side of this cylinder there is like a black box made of a plasticky material that looks like what has uh, electrical leads on it and the welds that connect these two things are very rough Uh, And then the third thing that's in there is um, a grid of nine square buttons. 
uh, that are pushed into very firm jelly uh, that is looks like it's been poured into like a ceramic dish. Looks pretty fucked up. It does look really weird. Uh, the jelly is like r- like really dark purple and it has little bubbles in it. Does it smell like food? Can Oat like sniff it? Is this food? Oh no, this is not food. <laughs> this is not food. Hmm. <laughs> oh, it smells like the inside of Remy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it does smell, it, the, the purple jelly does smell astringent. That is true. Uh, the other two things are definitely food. The pyramid of red apple berries and the grid of like bread loaves is, yeah, definitely edible. He points at each one. Food and food. Venus is, Venus is taking notes. Uh, as you guys have been standing there for a while, uh, one of the fecks uh, comes out and um, they're wearing just an apron, uh, like a tiny little apron. Uh, they're holding a cup, uh, like an earthenware cup, uh, and uh, they walk out and they've got uh, like a little bit of a limp. Uh, and uh, they say, uh, sorry I didn't see you there. Let us know if you need anything. Yes, excuse me. Um, may I ask a question? You must only can. Uh, what is this purple jelly here? Looks, it smells quite astringent. Uh, you know, I knew you were going to ask about some of those things that were in that box. Unfortunately, Jintin is not around to answer anything, but uh, if you want to buy them, I'll make sure you get a good price. He'll be back tomorrow. Hmm. Well, I know it's not food, but I don't know what other use I would have for it. I'm afraid I must pass. Yeah. He's uh he's real good. He's one of our best engineers. He's back at the village right now, and uh, people seem to really like the things that he makes. But uh, yeah, well, I uh, I make the bread. Uh, I don't know anything about these. Ah, well, bread making is a proud profession. I'll have one loaf, please. And what did you say this engineer's name was? Oh, uh, Jintin. Jintin. Yeah, I will ask around for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a question. Uh, do you do you have any um? <laughs> oh no 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 this close to the border can't be messing with any that funny stuff see I, I exploded my supply and now I, I i don't regret it but i don't like that i did that <laughs> uh he looks at you and uh he kind of gets a, a look of pity on his face and he says i know exactly what you mean oh, thanks, <laughs> i will take your sympathy good luck on your journey friend he reaches over grabs up uh, one of the loaves of bread and uh hands it to um hands it to remy and says this one's on the house thanks bud yes i will have a piece as well Mm, it's quite good. Yeah, if you eat it, it tastes it tastes like Japanese milk bread. Love it. It's like a slightly sweet, very squishy, and uh, but like still somehow dense uh, because of the like uh, tough exterior. And uh, yeah, the pattern on the top of it, the closest I can think to describe it, it is kind of looks like you took a portion of Starry Night and zoomed in really close. Mm. It's got these like really delicate little swirls in it that look like little I don't know like impressionistic um, versions of stars or nebulas or galaxies or flowers or windstorms, like something. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it actually looks really nice. Uh, also, Nick, um, I, you, if you would like to buy more bread, he'll sell you more bread. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, Remy also uh, eats, eats some. All right. Okay. Both of you roll a 1d8. Rolling a d8. Five. Uh, you get back five health. I'm already at Damn. four, but like, cool. <laughs> Sweet. He uh, he sees you enjoying it, and he says, "Ah, oh, do you know about Drawn by the Current? You're saying words, but I don't know what they mean. I would like to know. Uh, this is uh, one of the effect specialties. It's uh, something that we make in some of our villages. Uh, people come around to get it. It's a special recipe made from many of the various plants that are in the swamp. One word of warning or encouragement, Drawn by the Current, it is known that if you eat it before going to bed, you might see some things while you sleep. Good. You'll be fine now. If you don't go to bed, you're all right. No problem. You could... No, 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 no. This is good. Yeah, okay, okay. Remy, as your friend, I am suggesting that maybe you take it easy. 
on the substances. Well, first of all, I thought this was just bread. I did not. I was not aware it was a substance. He just told you it was a substance, and you said yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. I'm just here to be the voice of reason. I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, oh boy, you know, here we are. If the shoe fits, you trust this bread though. It's it's pretty good, man. I will. Yes, of course. Remy breaks him uh, he, he sees Oat uh, give Remy a talking to and he's like, I just want to stress this is not psychoreactive in any way and you can operate heavy machinery after you have had a piece of drawn by the current. I love operating heavy machinery. <laughs> well, you're in luck, my friend. <laughs> you know, I would say that Remy is heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I think you're right. Huh. Oh. oh, man, I'm going to have a crisis later. <laughs> The effects that in the apron looks at you expectantly and he says, are you sure I, I can I can I issue an acquire? You sure I can't issue you in any of Jintin's pieces of Archaea I'll give you a good deal. No, I think I'm good. I was I just really wanted to see if, you know, the, some of the funny stuff. I gotcha. Uh, well, yeah, you, I, I'm I, it, it's it's bad today. Uh, what is this? Um, What is this device that looks like a ball that I could aim at someone? I have only ever heard Jintin refer to this as a light pistol. No idea what it does. Does it shoot light? Huh, I guess you don't it know. It certainly seems that way. Huh. How much do you want for it? If you have anything to trade, we would much prefer that. We would like to avoid taking Gilder, but if all you have is Gilder, then we'll think about it. I'm a light traveler. As you can see, I have no pack. Merely my friends, the vision of the road, and good intentions is what I bring. Uh, not really tradable things. As you're saying this, you can see he's, he's putting his nose up in the air. He's doing like very dramatic sniffing. And so is Oat. And he says, you sure you don't have any red plant? You sure you're not traveling with any red plant? Red plant? Oh, we have a ton of that stuff in the ambler. Hold on. <laughs> Oat runs back and then comes back with some red plant. And he looks he looks very excited. He's like, this is so hard to get out here. It's very, I mean, it, coming through Malnog with it is quite a chore. Let's just, you know, why don't we just unload all of this right now? Because if people keep asking us about it, it's getting gets. We're, we're not going to be able to, to keep keep this up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I would rather not have any contraband <laughs> in the Ambalier. Yeah. So we'll take it all. He he points at uh the, he points at the dodgeball that's got a gun stuck in it, uh the weird glowing tube and the jelly, um the buttons in the jelly and he's like, "For this, uh you can grab yourself a choir, uh a drawn by the current and one of these." Oh, I'm taking the uh, light gun. Okay, you got it. Taylor, Oat, Oat now has a pistol handle set inside a rubber ball um, with a reflective plus sign on the front of it. Once you pick it up and hold it, it's surprisingly heavy. You can also see that there's a slot in the top of it. There's nothing in the slot. It's like a rectangular hole that just goes into the center of it. Um, and you notice that the gun part is affixed to the rubber ball mostly with twine. Oh, shit. You don't know what it does, but you have it. And uh, the Fex takes the red plant, puts it in one of the huts in the trading post and says, it's been a real pleasure doing business with you. I hope to see you again soon. And if you're going through the border at no laster, just, you know, tell them the truth. Oh, we will. <laughs> Y'all come back now here. No. <laughs> <laughs>
You leave the Fex trading post, and after a little while on the rails through the jash, through the swamp, you actually begin to see more vehicles, um, like other uh, motorized conveyance uh, besides your own. And these are, you know, some of the first methods of conveyance, some of the first vehicles that you've seen, uh, maybe since the carriages back in the Northwest. You really, the roads have been very, very empty. You see things like the Ambler. The Ambler is very unique um, in its construction, uh, but um, these, the things that you see are related, similar. And um, once you, you know, you go up some hills, down some hills, around some, outcroppings of forest and you see a lot of cars lined up on the track waiting and in the distance you can see it's like a floating fortress it's like this large metal wood like what passes for chain link and barbed wire and scaffolding structure uh, that is at the foot of a rather large hill is covered in what look like guards Uh, holding clank rifles there are some gun turrets and there are there's a large guardhouse on the left hand side it seems like everybody is here waiting in line to go through what is the largest checkpoint you have seen to date mercus is marveling at this because with you know faster than light travel through stiff works he's never really had to wait in line for anything to get anywhere <laughs> and so this is like fascinating yeah, i think i think i saw this in a, in a transit a tra- tra- transit book some, somewhere it's called, it has a name you have to wait in your vehicles Marcus's first TSA security line is what you're or saying. Or traffic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or, or traffic. <laughs> but he's he's a little impatient because he's n- like just used to falling through things in a snap, and so it's just this is this is an eternity. This is an eternity. What are we going to do? This, this is a lot. It's all good. We just wait. Are you there yet? We're not in a fight. All we have to do is wait. This is easier than hitting people. Right. That's true. And instead, he focuses on um, just touching his his little wet mustache <laughs> while they wait. Oh, uh, I guess Mercus definitely still has his mustache, but everyone else's mustache, unless you've eaten more mustache rooms, uh, they have fallen out by now. You wait in line for a while, and the line slowly progresses forward. When you get closer to the large guard tower structure, it becomes very clear everyone's talking to a very tall extremely muscular unhuman. He's got long fire engine red hair that's pulled into a huge bun on the top of his head. He is covered in tattoos. He walks completely around every vehicle that stops at the platform on the rail and he talks to each driver and you can tell just from his mannerisms that like this this person takes their time. Like he is thorough uh, and he is definitely an authority figure. He's holding a small communicator uh, in his hand, and I think you would recognize these. You would, you have seen a couple company people use these. So far, at least, none of these people have any distinguishing characteristics that to you signal they are company people. Uh, this is something else. And yeah, it's kind of like clockwork. Just every couple minutes, you move forward a little bit as they clear an additional car. Uh, you probably have a couple minutes uh, before you get there. There's anything that you want to say or do uh, before you go through the checkpoint? Oh, finally, we're almost there. I don't think well, I've ever had to wait for anything like this before. Well, just remember what we were told. No fibbing, proper manners, all that. I think we should get through fine. Agreed. Okay, so no lying oh, this time. Hey. 
We don't have to. There's no line okay, here. Just checking because I don't know sometimes. New to me. Yeah, you, after a few minutes, you pull up uh, and uh, this huge, unhuman person, unhuman man, bright red hair, lots of tattoos, leans down, looks in the window, starts talking to Mercus. Name and affiliation. Oh, Mercus Imeldar and with the company. Did you pack your own vehicle? I'm sorry, what'd you say? Did you pack your own vehicle? Yes. Are you carrying any cargo for individuals unknown to you? No. Are you a resident of the Bone Snatch? No. Are you a member of or sympathetic to any Raider-related causes? No, not at all. Do you now... I'm sorry? I said no, not at all. Do you now or have you ever engaged in piracy? Excuse me? Do you now (laughs) or have you ever engaged in piracy? No. Do you now or have you ever served as an agent of the Thulefish military force? I am unfamiliar, so no. I think that strikes him as strange. Yep. It is? Oh, hold on. That's the that's what I rolled, Mike. Oh, okay. One. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um Oh no. Uh wow, you rolled a one? Um this is a kid. And Mercus, at this point, your mustache m- your mushroom mustache just completely falls off your face. And he doesn't notice. Um, uh, which, um, which of these is your guardian? I am actually the leader of this outfit. You're not. Come on. Remy understands exactly what's happening. (laughs) Marcus, come on. You're with me and your dad, Venus. (laughs) Uh, He looks right at you. Wait, did you say Venus was was Marcus's dad? Yes. Adopted dad. Don't, come on. Don't be weird. He He addresses Remy. Do you now or have you ever served as an agent of the Thwolfish military force? No. Are you knowingly in the employ of pirates or any organization which traffics in stolen goods? No. Do you serve or otherwise sympathize with the Thwolfish cause? No. Are you an agent of the Coronal State? No. Do you intend to engage in the import or export of goods with enemies known or unknown to the city of Nolaster and its stakeholders? No. All right. Yeah, he believes them. Have you come to foment rebellion or otherwise upset the status quo of No Laster, the Jash, or Kakudun? No. Wow. <laughs> what is your opinion of pirates and piracy? It's bad. Pirates and piracy, all bad. To me, I don't like them. Why would you say that piracy is bad? Well, piracy, I think by definition, depends on taking from others what isn't, you know, what isn't theirs. State your business in No Laster. If you have a co-contract number, please provide it. Yeah, Venus, uh, we, we're here with the company because we, we have to talk to somebody at the office. I don't remember their name because uh, I usually don't. Do you have a company missions. contract number? You guys would know what this is, and you would know that your contract number is uh, resolves to the work that you did on Narcosa, which you would also, I will remind you, you know that that is in some way related to Kakudun. You can decide whether or not it is <clears throat> sufficiently related. Yeah, well, so, yeah, I got I got a number. Um and I guess Remy provides him the number uh, and then says, okay, so we fell through a, a thing in the sky and now we're here. So we're just trying to get to the coast so we can. You fell from find a vehicle a in the sky? No, 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 no. <clears throat> you know how full gates are opening over the over Cockadoon, correct? Taylor, you can roll. I would roll Will to see if he. 12. Oh, yeah, he definitely knows. Yeah, so we were on company business in Narcosa. And we fell through one of these gates. And now we're here, so we figured the best thing to do would was find another outpost. How did you arrive at this vehicle? 
Uh, I repaired it. Uh, he's saying things again. Is this a stolen vehicle? This is not no. a stolen vehicle. We got it. Uh, is that a cargo oh. detachment towards the back of the vehicle? Uh, it, uh, well, it's not a separate unit, but it is a, it's a trunk. Open it up, please. Is there like a control for it? Yeah, there's a button for All you right. to pop yeah. it open like a trunk. <laughs> Merc yeah. is just obediently like presses the screen. All right, he goes to the back. Uh, uh, do you need me to scooch Oh, Yes, sir, please scooch over. <laughs> uh, scooching complete. Oh, boy. Looks in the trunk. And y'all got rid of all the gunch. Y'all yeah, got gunch rid of all the red, all plant. The yeah. red plant. I think he he sway, he like reaches inside and does like the white glove, <laughs> like runs his finger along the rim, brings it up, puts it to his tongue. At some point in the past, this vehicle was used to transport a red plant. This was previously owned by people who harvested it. That is true. Have you seen anyone possessing or using red plant? No. Except for the people harvesting it when we got this vehicle. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, okay, fine. Yes, that's true. It's a 12, but they told the truth. Yeah, and yeah. I think, like, you know, it is It is only... You don't really know the reasoning right. behind... Right, it's just the borders. It's, it's not, like, illegal everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, can't, it can't cross into certain places, but you don't really know why. Mm -hmm. All right. <sighs> Have you been to No Laster before? And he drops his guard. His shoulders go down just a little bit. You can tell this is not a question on the form or whatever. Have any of you been to No Laster before? No. <sighs> Be careful. And he waves you through. Thanks, Thank bud. you. I'm surprised you didn't comment on the shoot the riding on the roof. <laughs> like a, but just <laughs> he's he's a very very to the point. He's not he's not a traffic cop. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, you go through the the fortress checkpoint. Um, well done, uh, you guys. You guys lucked out on some good rolls where you didn't have to answer increasingly difficult questions. Um, oh. Why do and you start talking to Remy like that over my head? I hate it when people do that. Yo, Mercus, we know you're an adult. That guy I've did got that. a mustache now. <laughs> Actually, I think it's gone oh, now. It might have fallen off as you were talking to him, and that really gave it away. <laughs> just, a, just a pile of very pretty blonde hairs in your lap. Oh, God, what the fuck? <laughs> You cross through this like fortress checkpoint and you can see as you are passing through it, it's long. It's like almost a hallway that has been built over the track. And a lot of the guards that are stationed in there, and there are a lot of them, are just watching you as you go through. They're not pointing their guns at you, but they all have their eye on you. It's like they're, if not memorizing your faces, then at least uh, trying to figure out if there is anything notable about you before you get fully through. At first, it's just more swamp. Um, it's wet, tall leaves, uh, tall grass. Then it starts to dry out, um, and you get to these more sort of like moss-covered uh, plains and hills. You wind this way and that. You're still on the track, and you go up um, this particularly steep incline. And uh, at the top, you get a view of No Laster. Kakudun's central city on the bayou. From up here, you can see it's four peninsulas sticking out into a single wide bay and the grid of city streets across each of them. Uh, it's in the late afternoon now, so it's starting to get dark. The city is starting to light up these bright beacons at the tips of each of the land masses in the middle of uh, the bay. 
There's no uh, vehicle traffic that is allowed on the city streets, so the Ambler knows to automatically go and park you outside of the city, uh, just on like a little piece of pavement uh, that's at the end of a uh, of the end of the track, uh, and you will be able to walk a short distance to wherever you need to go. You you know we'll say you know from the nav system, you can tell pretty clearly where the embassy is. Uh, it is in one of the middle peninsulas called Vostok. Uh, if you want to go straight there, it's pretty easy to get to. Uh, so you guys all load out of the Ambler. Oh yes. Uh, it's nice. It's cool out. Uh, there's a slight breeze. Uh, it smells a little bit more oceany here, um, like which is kind of confusing because you're in the center of the continent. But uh, it's got this like kind of metallic scent to it, like this metallic kind of salty uh, scent in the air. Does that smell make uh, Remy hungry? Kind of yes. like blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of smell irony in the way that yeah, like uh, yeah, like blood does. Beta might also perk your appetite in another weird way. Is this how you guys became friends? <laughs> Rust and blood <laughs> being too similar? <laughs> yeah, a classic story. A tale as old as time. <laughs> so yeah, you walk north in the direction of the embassy, walking past the border road at the southern edge um, of the four peninsulas, you finally get to see the architecture of Nolaster up close. Every building in Nolaster looks like it was made from a shipping container. All of the streets are these dense assemblages of these metal cocoons, cut, turned, reassembled, rearranged, and welded together into uh, what would probably be a gross, rusted, unpleasant, brutalist hell if it weren't for everything's paint job. Every building in No Laster would appear to be painted with a bright, festive mural with no discernible theme. Uh, just like all over the place, buildings butting up against one another with very different styles, very different murals. Uh, walking up Vostok on its single wide center, car-free uh, lane, you can see to your right a trading post that is decorated in these swirling whirls of lavender and neon green and gray that kind of evoke what you saw on the top of uh, Drawn by the Current, that bread that you bought. A logistics and shipbuilding warehouse uh, that is on your left is painted in a dense, uh, tessellated illustration of the Fex, and a building next to it has a strange sort of like forced perspective mural of the bay at sunset, uh, this like very nice bright colors. And as the sun uh, starts to dip, uh, you can see you're like looking at the real thing and looking at the mural and looking at the real thing, looking at the mural. Uh, the sun starts to dip in the north and uh, the horizon. Everything starts to glow red through the rust colored uh, leaves of the swamp and off of the like reddish dark water of the shipping channel. Um, all of these like bright yellows and reds and oranges and greens and pinks of all of the buildings start to dim in the evening light. You also notice that on the street level, uh, almost all of the buildings are covered in posters, uh, just thick with wheat-pasted advertisements for bands, theater shows, live events, uh, looks like political candidates, all kinds of stuff. They're all in a provincial dialect of spin, so uh, you know they're not quite your language, but they're easy enough to read. You can read all of them with just a little bit of concentration. Like on the side of a printing shop, you can see a flyer for a Big Drink Wrangler bluegrass band that would appear to be rather popular. Uh, looks like three Big Drink Wranglers holding various size 
banjos. You can see recruitment posters for the company. Uh, there is a large, shadowy, scary figure that is looming over a long, skinny ship packed full of shipping containers. And there's this bright, drippy lettering that says, don't board a ship of thieves. And then much happier, sort of like italic, festive text that reads, join the Worshipful Co. You also see signs for peace rallies and demonstrations. You see large, bright yellow posters that read, How to Return from the Brink. There's information on them about a public lecture that was held somewhere uh, called NOS last week. It lists speakers that have credentials like Historian of Difficulties, Intra Kakudunai Relations. You also see a few very fancy flyers with very proper printed uh, typeset text on very nice, like, white official-looking paper. Um, and they advertise events that are organized by the Alliance for Hauktik Relations and the Thwulfish Council on Foreign Affairs and the Howloon Council. Some of these posters, y- you would swear, aggressively pasted on top of one another. And you arrive after a short walk in front of the company embassy. It's not nearly as festive as all of the other buildings that are on this peninsula. It's a kind of like gradient black gray assemblage of shipping containers with these weird dried vines around it. But sure enough, it's definitely the company embassy. And as you're looking at it, waiting to go in, someone approaches you and uh, it's a scraggly looking older human, a uh, provincial human. He's got a really drawn face. He's got long scraggly white hair and this short sort of patchy white beard. And he's wearing what is effectively a, it's like a jean vest. It's not a jean vest, but it's it's like a blue, like work uniform vest, uh, and he's wearing black pants. Who amongst you is the tallest? Is it Venos? Gotta be Venos, Probably. right? Gotta be Venos. He walks up to Venos and he says, "Hey, man, you look like you're, uh, you look like you're part of the cause." And he tries to hand you a piece of paper um, that he pulls out of his jean vest that says at the top, "Thwulf Ascendancy." You, uh, you know which side your bread's buttered on, friend? Um. I did just have a very delicious piece of bread, actually, earlier today. It had no butter. Um, as soon as you op- as soon as you open your mouth and start talking, he like steps back a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you offering? Um, I'm offering you a chance to gain the power that was taken from you and your people. Are you just talking to tall guys or what? Tell you what, I'm talking to your friend right now. Okay, I'd be careful with that one. He's a terrifying no, dude. I, I, Pretty powerful already. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm not interested. And, and power cannot be taken. Not truly. He's getting a little creeped out uh, now that he has heard Venos speak and that Remy has um, interjected. And he's like putting his piece of paper back in his vest. Got any gunch? He looks at you suspiciously and he's like, for, uh, he looks around over his shoulder. <laughs> for who? I'm asking for me. Remy's face starts rippling. <laughs> uh, he gets he, he his eyes widen a little bit, and uh, he shoves the piece of paper back in his um, vest, uh, and he says, "All right, not on the open, not on the open. Just follow, just follow me." Remy walks with the dull-skinned man to a nearby alleyway in the thick of shipping containers where blue electrical lamps encased in smoky glass pills were in complement to the silent orange sun. 
The rest of the crew, standing just within earshot, watches the sky darken and the foot traffic thin. On this, one of the peninsulas where the Nolestri work. Remy and the man raise their voices slightly at one another, a bitter negotiation. But after several minutes, Remy appears, his gel jacket slightly more bulbous than it was moments ago. His eyes are wide, fingers twitchy, and speech quick. He looks satisfied and disappointed. The ragged man makes eye contact with not one of the crew as he strolls back towards the border road and off to wherever it is people like him spend their evenings. The crew walks a short walk down Vostok to the company embassy, which juts out into the bay and is bordered by water on two sides. The building is tall, dark, bland, and threatening. A high door with a co-seal in wrought iron, waits atop a small set of black rock stairs. So we go up to the doors and try to open them? It opens. Uh, does everybody go inside? Yes. Yeah. Uh, walking, yes. Through the, walking through the front door, um, on the left-hand side, uh, you can see that there is a big company seal, and it matches the seal that's on the shoulder of your exosuits. And as you walk by, it actually plays like a, a nice little sound, and it lights up pink. And uh, so do your suits. Uh, your suits blink a like sort of pleasant uh, like pink glow underneath the seals that are on your shoulders. Uh, and uh, there's just basically a long, skinny metal hallway for you to walk down, uh, and you can see that there's like a you know a human figure standing behind a desk maybe about 30 40 feet away we make our way down the hall yeah (laughs) all right yeah as you get closer in you start to hear it's like the dull rush of water and uh from the channel uh and uh the canal and you can hear the plonk of footsteps on this huge metal um jungle gym sort of that you uh have entered in Uh, you can hear the reverberant sound of people working and people talking you get to the end of this hallway and you can see that it's just this yeah it's like this really like strange square metal maze in the distance behind this man at this desk it's very very dark and a little cramped. It actually reminds you a lot of spin, uh, but the air is really fresh and it smells of metal uh, instead of algae and um, space. So yeah, uh, you can see that the figure that's standing behind the desk um, is uh, this like older uh, balding human man. He's wearing these really wide, dramatic, reflective glasses. You can't see his eyes behind them, um, but you can see reflected in it is the screen of the terminal uh, that's on his standing desk that he's behind. It's like this raw, unfinished chipboard desk. Uh, And uh, he looks at you and uh, he sort of like looks at your patches and uh, looks over at his terminal and says, well, hello, Fleeters. How can we help you on this fine Nolastrian day? Name any topic and we'll tell you a story for we are four or five traveling (laughs) storytellers, right? Did we? Oh, God. I'm sorry. I have said the incorrect thing. I will bow out and Uh, drift to the back of the group. I am sorry. Oh, I'm sure whatever is the truth is not nearly as interesting as being traveling storytellers. It's not. It's not. <laughs> we got sucked into a hole in space time, and now we're here. Ooh, uh, that sounds, uh, and he looks at you quizzically, and his eyebrows raise, fun? Uh, well, 
I think I fell like 30 mm, feet yeah. onto a okay. beach. I don't harrowing, know. It harrowing. Was like, I can tell. I can tell harrowing. Old stories yeah. about soldiers running at, running at each other on a beach. It's kind of like that. Ah, so you are traveling storytellers. <laughs> I feel like you're taking the wrong lesson from this, but I don't want to stop you. So, uh, yeah, well, what can we do for you? Can What can the Nalastrian Embassy make available for you? Well, since we're here, I feel like we need some stuff. Right, guys? We need, like, a place to stay, probably. A map, probably. You do all seem very tired. It's, it's been a long fucking day. Like the dude... <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, uh, seeing as how you've already, um, the system has uh, logged your entry, uh, and he taps on the keys on his keyboard, and he says, and uh, it seems like you're all in good standing, uh, except, uh, hello, he taps a couple times, and he looks it out, and he says, you, I'm an intern, uh, he's, he's, he's good, we, yeah. we had our, our refactor did it, forward all questions to Alger, you know who he is. Yes, please forward all questions to Algor Refactor and Spin. And he, he taps a couple times and he says, uh, yeah, okay, tell, I can see. Yes, I see Algar them. I see them. If you can. <laughs> From Beta. I'll just, I'll leave a, I'll leave a note just, in your just record tell, and maybe just he'll tell see Tell Algor we're here and that we're quickly becoming family. No, don't leave that last part out. Look, we need a place to. <laughs> he deletes. A, he deletes a couple. We things. need a place to stay. Um, and I, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Hey, I ask feel like where, we're, ask we're, where Sashtano is. Yeah. Okay. We're looking for one person. Uh, we thought they were on the other place before we got, you know, sucked into space time. Zestano Navel. Does that ring a bell for you? Oh yeah, she's on the subcommittee. That doesn't mean anything to me. Ah, the subcommittee. <laughs> she's one of our. She's one of our managers. Uh, she's uh, she's like a refactor's refactor. Ooh la la. Hey. Well, somebody on that other planet told us that we could get help or some shit. I I, I think I I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's do. Look, let's we don't do know this. where we are really. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, we're friends. Uh, you don't have to fight with me. <laughs> I've been nothing but nice. Remy steps back and takes another hit of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this one step at a time. Uh, let me just check and see uh, the embassy suites uh, have any available rooms. Uh, uh, and he taps. <laughs> the he taps a couple times. Oh, it does. It looks like we have uh, one suite that is available. It might be slightly cramped for five. It'll be fine. And he he just sort of like reaches into the desk and uh, pulls out a metal card that has looks like the kinds of QR codes that you would be printed out for acquisitions, uh, except it's printed on something that's very uh, like sturdy. And he hands it directly to Oat and he points behind him and he says, just follow the signs and it will take you to that room. And you can see that the card has a number on it. Second, do you have an appointment for Zestino Novell? She's expecting us. He's okay, an intern. Don't listen to him. Venus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We don't. We do not have a proper appointment with her. We were hoping to make one now. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, hold on. And uh, he taps a bunch more and he gets a sort of confused look on his face. Taps a little bit more. Tapping the same <laughs> button for quite a while. And he goes, huh. Uh, it looks like she hasn't been in for a few days i not see yeah i'm not seeing any expected visitors but i'm also seeing that there's uh she's got a bunch of unopened messages it looks like there's some paperwork that's awaiting her approval too uh, there are a bunch of meeting requests uh it doesn't look like any of these are you guys 
You know, I'm not really sure what to tell you. When was she last in? Looks like the last meeting that she attended was two days ago. May I ask whom that was with? Could have been distribution. Hmm. Could have been Hauptique relations. I'm not really sure. Well, that is quite betwixing, isn't it? Well, Hmm. maybe we should get a meeting with one of those people. Yes, that could be good. Yeah. Stano, do you know where she lives? Do, 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 do. He clicks a couple times and he says, uh, yeah, that's in her company profile. Uh, yeah, it looks like she's on, looks like she's on Nose. Oh, uh, I see what you're getting at. It would be very irregular for me to just give you her address. Oh, that's perfectly fine we're doing we're trying to do things regularly right oh but you know there's a lot of paperwork uh that needs her approvals and you can see that he's adjusting his glasses (laughs) uh can i perception check that yes you can (laughs) oh wow nice (laughs) i I can't believe it took us that long to get to the glasses bit um (laughs) remy's been slacking and that's that's a reason reason check what what check is uh will Oh, you're going to do great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll burn uh, six grit. Damn. It's an 11 on the perception check. You can read his Woo! entire screen. Can I read through... his spirit? Yeah. Can I get his mood? Like, is he annoyed with us or is he just like, really, you know? No, this guy loves his job. Okay. This this man loves greeting people uh, that have arrived in Kakadun. You can see very clearly. You don't really know what it means because you don't know the layout of the peninsula. But you can see like a street name and a bunch of numbers and the word quadrant and a strange number that follows it. It's like got a decimal point, And you can see that, you know, it says Zestino Novelle uh, right above it. So, yeah, Great. you you have perceived and, you know, we'll just say you can remember roughly her nice. address. Uh, yeah. So everybody walks outside uh, and Remy's like, like speed walking toward the car. Like, Guys, we got I got the address. I got the address. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Right. right now? Let's go. You leave the embassy and you go, you walk back to the car and you type in the address. And uh, yeah, it's far enough away that it will roll you there on the tracks that surround Nolaster. Um, and it drops you off uh, at the widest part of Nos, uh, which is sort of northeast of the city. Sure enough, it like points to an intersection between a set of roads uh, where ostensibly Zeshno Novell's flat is. It's a more residential here on Nos. This is one of the two residential peninsulas. It's uh, starting to get uh, kind of late. Uh, the you know sun hangs low. It's getting a little golden. It's actually kind of nice uh, on the bayou. Uh, it's the way that it like hits the tall grass uh, and the rippling leaves, and you can hear sort of the shipping channel in the distance and some of the boats. The street lights blink on as you're walking through uh, this neighborhood. People are uh, people are out walking around, and uh, you take a left and a right and a left and a right, and you get to uh, what you think is Zestino Novell's apartment. It's on the second level uh, of a five-level arrangement of skiffs. Uh, it is painted mostly gray, kind of like very dark, almost black gray. You can see on the door there's also a mailbox. And there's a few letters inside of it. The lights are on, you said? We're here. There's a single window that peers in, uh, and it's got a heavy black curtain uh, that's drawn, so you can't uh, see Brick is not to open the mailbox. Can he, can he open the mailbox? Yeah, absolutely. It might be a little tall, but yeah, you can get it. Yeah, yeah, just reaching in, like tiny arm. Yeah, there's a single letter inside. Uh, it's in. Uh, it's got a handwritten address on it, and it's 
says Zesh Novel and the address that you're standing in front of. This is the right place. Well. All right. Well, Remy, Remy fucking knocks on the door. <laughs> it rattles uh, and you can hear the rattle sort of like ring through the apartment, uh, but there's no, uh, no answer. Beta whispers to the group. So are we storytellers or we're just who we are this time, right? All right, guys, I'm going to do the thing that I should have done before. And Remy closes his eyes and uses open mind. Ooh, what's open mind? <laughs> what's that? What's that? Uh, so open mind is you may burn for grit to communicate with any being, intelligent or not, biological or informatic, for one minute. If you do so, the ancient things beyond time and space see you and send one minor emissary to meet you within 24 hours. Oh, shit. Great. <laughs> <laughs> this game is wild. Does it say anything about having to know who or where the person you are trying not. to? <laughs> Great. Okay. Perfect. Damn. Whoa. Yeah. I Remy has a bunch of stuff that I just <laughs> haven't used yet. Uh, and I guess I guess you guys just see nothing. He just closes his eyes. Zestino, where the fuck are you? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> The infinite beyond offers no answer. No, no, no. This is I. This <gasps> this. Oh. Can you go? What are you doing? Are you okay? Is he, he freaking Remy, out? Remy tries He's one doing more time. a gun show. One more time. Hello? Is anybody? Wait. Is anybody here? It feels in your brain like when you get up uh, from having slept from from being asleep, and you are in a hotel room that you're unfamiliar with, and you know you, you know that you need to get to the bathroom, but you have no idea what is between you and where you need to go and you have no idea where the light switches are and you're just kind of like stumbling kind of bleary like through the darkness except in this case you never get to the bathroom yeah so I, this uh, Remy opens his eyes and it says she Zeshino is dead no you can't there's no fucking that. way yes I can yeah I think he can no oat bangs on the door uh, um, Remy, Remy is going to uh, use uh, hold the handle of the door and use charge and just blast it open. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Remy's got so <laughs> much gun. Yeah. Would you say that he, here we go? Would you say that he is gunch drunk? Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the door explodes inward. And then Remy looks at Odin and says, after you. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. Does anyone have low light vision? Um, um I don't no. think so. It's dark. No. Uh, it's dark, and it also doesn't smell good. Oh, yes. Yoinks. Mercus has a venturer's pack that does have a torch in it. So Mercus lights up the torch, and what do we see? The apartment's small. Uh, there's a bed in the back left corner. There's a writing desk close to the door on the right side. There's a small kitchen on the wall that you just walked through all the way to the left. The walls are covered in papers. Um, some of it's like handwritten notes. There are a lot of posters. It looks like there's paraphernalia from art shows, theater shows, music. 
Um, there's a small work bench, like a like a, a like a jeweler's bench, uh, that's all the way to the left hand side. The writer's desk on the right hand side is covered in stuff. You can see a communicator that uh, looks like the one that you saw Orndrim hold. You can see um, it's there's a bunch of small drawers. There's a bunch of writing utensils, uh, writing equipment, pens, and things. And in the center of the room, uh, in a large pool of blood, face down is a human body. It's got long uh, black hair with uh, these wide um, like portions of gray uh, and uh, it is sprawled out and motionless. <gasps> I fucking told you so, didn't I? You are now leaving Float City. Fun City will be taking the next month or so off from episode release to prepare for the next year of production, catch up on a backlog of Patreon rewards, and work on a few other exciting developments. So keep an eye on the main feed and our Patreon for special bonus bone content cone in the interim. And we'll see you again towards the end of February with the start of the thrilling conclusion to the Float City arc. If you haven't, this is a great time to tell your friends about the show so they can get all caught up. And of course, if you like the show and want to help us keep making it, head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. $5 a month gets you access to a whole other show we do called Fun Chatty. It gets you access to our rad as heck discord full of very weird and very nice and smart nerds. It gets you access to music playlists and more. It is a great deal. You know you want to get on in here. Patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. I'm Bijan Steven, and I play Remy Tester on Float City. You can find me online on Twitter at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitch at the same name, and on Instagram at Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Mercus Imeldar. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randwiches. That's the word sandwiches, but replace the S with an R. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Beta Combat. You can find me on social at Showdown. Hello, this is Nick Gersio, and I play Lux on Fun City and Venus on Float City. You can find me at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter and N Gersio on Instagram. You spell Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. I'm Taylor Moore, and I play all the cool, interesting characters. You can follow me at taylor.biz. <laughs> My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. Float City is played in a soon-to-be-released system called Still Fleet, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Still Fleet. This episode of Float City was recorded at various locations around Brooklyn, New York. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Once meek and in a perilous path. Pixel Riffs kept his course along the Vale of Death. 
Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Remy's flute playing is by Jake Fridkiss. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kit, Pulliam, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>